Blast of the Geeks, brought to you by Gathering of the Geeks. I'm one of your hosts, Emmett, and I'm joined by the Ted Lasso to my coach Beard, Chris Evans. Chris, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm doing well, and we're joined by Keeley from the Vigilante 1939. Nico, how's it going, man? Always happy to be here, always happy to be Keeley. Always. <laughs> Ted Lasso, season uh, season three, it's coming back, baby. It's close. We got a lot of stuff in March. There is the McFarland toy. See, that one's cool. But we got Mando today as we're recording. We got Lasso mm-hmm. coming. We got Succession coming. A lot of good TV, gentlemen. Mm-hmm. And Superman and Lois, which I know not everybody loves, but I'm into. Uh, yeah, no, not me, but you go right ahead and we enjoy <laughs> you for it. And we still love you for it. <laughs> Zeddy and Island, we'll, we'll watch and talk about it. Zeddy and you will indulge. <laughs> Gathering of the Geeks is available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Just search Gathering of the Geeks and you will find us. Guys, we're talking about episode seven of HBO's The Last of Us, Left Behind. Nico, what did you think of this episode? Why'd you set it up like that? Now I'm scared. There's a reason he did it. Don't let him fool you. There's a reason yeah. he's going. She's gonna go last today, which which I'm a little. No, I'm I'm shocked, but also interested and also excited for for what you think. Um, I thought it was pretty great, personally, um, for for a few reasons. Okay, um, this is one where, and I'm gonna openly admit this, and I think I agree with good friend of the show with our friend Ian, right? Um, this is part of the first game experience that I absolutely adore. It is, we talked about, you know, some of my favorite scenes in the game have already happened, but gameplay experience, there's something about Left Behind that I love so much. So I was very biased going into this episode. I am also very biased towards how much I love Bella Ramsey as Ellie. And I thought last week we got some of Joel's we got some of Pascal's best stuff. I think we got some of Ramsey's best stuff in this. I really do. Um, I like how we'll get into specifics later, but I really like how they used the flashback. I know we talked a lot about was it going to be the whole episode? Were we going to see a little bit of present day? Was were we going to open one way, close one way? And I actually really really liked personally how they decided to use left behind i think they let's get into the specifics later i think for an actual complement to the story we're seeing it it serves a little bit better and more clear than what they did with Bill and Frank. I'll explain that later. But I thought the episode was was really great. I'm a little biased, but um, very emotional during it as well. That's 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 my two cents. Nice, Chris. Uh, Chris, what do you think? Oh, just uh, uh, general thoughts. I'm gonna cut, come out of the gate with this one. This is my least favorite episode. Damn. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it's gonna be a good conversation. All right. Just coming out of the gate with that one. I I like some of what they did. I think some of the visual stuff they did was very cool in this one yeah i think some of the the, the tension building they did was very good in this one but ultimately i could have did with this one on the cutting room floor Mm. and we'll get into the specifics and stuff but that's that's just my quick take it's not my favorite and here's what i'll tell you as much as i loved it i completely understand and I'm not just saying that because I like you because we're on the show. I get it. I do. No, no, no. I do. No, I'm serious. I really do. I really do. All right, Emmett. Hit me. Let's hit, hit me. Uh, I, I, I generally agree with Chris as well. Um, okay. I messaged Chris on Sunday and I said, are you ready for the overhyped Left Behind? Mm. Left Behind is not I, – I, it doesn't add to the game for me. Specifically mm. – in the same way that this episode, um, the, the the story of Ellie seeing Ellie and why she is the way she is, I don't think we needed to see that. Mm-hmm. I think you know we've talked about that a couple of times in this uh, the series. You know when Joel, um, him and Ellie are walking. I think it's to Bill and Frank's, and she's asking him about the about the disease or whatever. And Joel goes into this long thing. Oh, it's the bread fa- flour factory, and then it was this, and then it was that. It's like okay we we you're telling us that's fine and then you know the the series started off with that uh the new the you know that interview thing about telling us about the cordyceps and the mushrooms and all like okay you're telling us some more sometimes you don't have to tell us it's okay to not know 
And I wonder about the idea now that I'm I'm going to try and leave the game out of this, but in this episode specifically, if not knowing why Ellie is the way she is, you know, we see we see the uh, the scene again in the Bill and Frank episode where she sees that zombie or the 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 clicker collapsed uh, with the rubble on top of him, and she goes and stabs him in the head, and she's angry, and we're like, oh, there's something wrong with this girl. Something happened to her. Oh, now we see it. Now we see why. And I don't know if I didn't need that person. I didn't need to see. Um, why Ellie was was the way she is. I think the ambiguity, the 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 secret nature of it, like just her, just her conversation with Tess that she has as they're walking to the the Capitol building about the you know I lost somebody and then I was in the uh, this is how I got bit. I got bit bit in the 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 mall or whatever. I, I think that would have been enough for me. Um, and then a, a more of a grander, broader issue for me is like. I've seen some people saying, well, this is just another episode where, you know, people show up and they're going to die. I'm okay with that. You know, we had Bill and Frank, they Mm -hmm. died. We had Sam and Henry, they died. And they both got basically the same amount of time. Sam and Henry got one episode, Bill and Frank got one episode, albeit Bill and Frank's a little bit longer. For the, you know, Ellie and Riley episode, I did not buy them at all. I was not connected to Ella or to Ellie and um, Riley at all. I didn't feel the same connection that I felt so beautifully with, you know, Bill and Frank or with Sam and Henry. Like, I, and, you know, it's, it's not that we, you know, Oh, we knew we were going to die. So it didn't matter. I knew Sam and Henry were, were, were dying. I, 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 in a roundabout way knew that Bill was, or I didn't know that Bill was going to die. Um, but I knew that there's something, you know, Chris is always saying, Oh, this person shows up, they're going to die. Just having that sense of doom um, for a character and it, being with the Riley thing, you know, there was no emotional investment for me with Riley and mm-hmm. Ellie together as well. I didn't buy them together for some reason. Like, and they tried really hard to do that. They, I think I know why. Like, so they took can us, they you? took us for the walk. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Can I, can I guess why? Sure. Which I'll give this to you too. Is it Storm Reed's performance? I don't think so. Okay. Cause that's, Maybe, that's, yeah. that's that my one be. knock that I would give the episode is, yep. um, and it didn't hold back for me the way, um, that it did for some who, who really mm-hmm. disliked it. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I do have my biases, but I think sometimes we had in the Bill and Frank episode, two really strong actors, Sam sure. and Henry, strong actors that did their role as well. I mm-hmm. think at times <laughs> Ramsey acted Reed under the table at times mm. and that's why i think sometimes i felt it more from bella mm-hmm. and how i started seeing reed's version or reed's con- uh contribution mm-hmm. was more so like she's just kind of she's just she's just going through the motions mm-hmm. but that's easy for me because i'm more invested in ellie in mm-hmm. this sense and i know what riley means to her Sure. But so I agree with you from a chemistry emotional investment standpoint. Mm-hmm. I can see how it did come across a little hollow, and that's because I think this is a case where it's just unfortunate. You have one actor who is significantly stronger than the other, in my opinion. Chris, what do you think about that idea of the 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 two of them together in this episode? Yeah, I didn't feel any connection to them at all. I mm-hmm. I didn't care about Riley, and it's not because I knew she was going to die. Because like I've said. Mm-hmm. Everybody I see in the show, I automatically think they're dead. Yeah. And I was waiting to see her die in some vicious, depressing form. Mm-hmm. So that was is what it is. But no, I had no connection. And the thing about Riley or, or Storm Reed specifically, coming off of Euphoria, I was so mm-hmm. excited that's to see Storm awkward, Reed. Right? That's yeah, that, she's that's so good awkward. in Euphoria. And then here there's maybe it's the material. I don't know what it was. But Nico, you raise a good point that Bella might just be better. That's what I. That's my. That's my opinion. What I felt too. It's funny when it ended, um, and another podcast said this too. But I'm. I swear to you, I'm not taking it from them. <laughs> with the group I watched it with, I was at a little watch event for it, and mm. we decided to watch the after the episode. And it's funny, on paper, Chris, like what you're saying, like Storm Reed. Yes, because Euphoria, mm-hmm. and she's even good in James Gunn's The Suicide Squad in the few scenes that she's in. I genuinely oh, feel yeah. something. I genuinely mm-hmm. feel something. Um, I I forget if it's Craig Mazin or Neil Druckmann says we had to get an actor who is on the same level as Bella Ramsey. Mm-hmm. And we all, the whole place I was watching with was like, 
Hmm. Don't know if she did though. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like kind of thing. Bella Ramsey really, really dialed it up. Um, so yeah. So with, so a few people I was with were like, mm, I don't know, but she was still fun. She's still good. But um, I think those are two very fair points though. I do. Um, and I think another thing too is, and as someone who I said, I thought was pretty great for a lot of reasons. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it definitely was what I would call a choice, right? Hmm. You leave Joel where he's at. You open the episode and you're like, okay, you quickly get the answer that he's not dead or at least not Mm -hmm. dead yet. I'm going to be facetious. And then Ellie goes to go upstairs and there's a flashback. And I could see right away. And with the way the flashback plays, it is very intentional. It is very cautious, right? Um, there is some good tension and stuff, but it is a diversion. And I can definitely see how it might not have been the best choice to use that here. And I can argue too, Chris, you said something great. Is this something from the end what you both have shared this? Is this something that they needed on the show? We see why it's a DLC for the game. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to argue Mm-hmm. It works great for the show. I'll mm-hmm. tell you why. So, in my humble opinion, right? No one's right or wrong. It's just opinions. Um, for me, I totally get what you mean, Emmett. I do like ambiguity with characters sometimes. Mm. In this show, the one thing that I didn't realize I felt till after this episode ended, there's a lot of legwork for Joel in terms of building a connection with Ellie and what he'd do for Ellie. The last, the, the last episode, episode six is the climax of that, right? He admits he's scared. You see he really cares. To this point, it takes two to tango. I also think they needed to show what Ellie will do for Joel now. Mm-hmm. And she's alluded to loss. She's alluded to the mystery, right? And if you think about it, it really is Riley's dying message to her. Drives what Ellie does in this episode. So the Bill and Frank episode, while I compared it earlier, the Bill and Frank episode, the whole contribution to the story is, yes, what will people do for each other? But the letter, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of people had the take, well, it was just the letter, right? What the Bill and Frank episode does well is create this beautiful cinematic love story for them that really can stand on its own and is really good because the two actors are pedal to the metal powerhouses, right? But I could also argue that it does feel like more of a self-contained thing. And the letter, they could have just went to a house, found the letter, and it still works. Hmm. This, Ellie is going upstairs. And Joel is telling her to leave leave you have to go you have to go by yourself you have to do it ellie goes up the stairs and she remembers riley saying we don't take the easy way out we don't give up whether it's two days or two minutes we use the time we have and ellie in that moment doesn't care about getting to the fireflies she says i'm not doing this without joel i'm not doing this mm-hmm. without joel and there was something beautiful about watching a child desperately try to save a grown-up and um their hand holding at the end to me that was everything um Hmm. that did a lot that was the people thought last episode i thought last episode was their relationship finally coming here no Mm -hmm. it was this one and it's because ellie needed to do something back and joel showed her last episode no i'm gonna keep here i'm gonna finish this with you this is ellie going i'm not finishing this without you either and now here comes more bias, knowing where the game does go now. I like that Ellie did this for Joel because it will really help people, in my opinion, if they do things by the book, uh, will help people really understand the finale. That's me. And, and, and maybe that's my bias choice, but I love that they used it as motivation and her relationship with Riley. And if you think about it too, Riley's the reason Ellie's alive. They could have both killed themselves. 
mm-hmm. Riley and, and didn't know what would happen to Ellie. Right. But mm-hmm. Riley's optimism in saving and of holding on to your life and holding on to, holding on to your humanity for the last couple minutes is why Ellie Williams is still alive. And she knows that. And she decided to use that for Joel too. That's how I see it. So I don't disagree with everything you're saying. And also I just want to point out for people who obviously can't see this during this nice little monologue Nico had, he took his glasses off. Like he was I like, did. listen to the fuckers. I, this I, is I what did. it is. Okay? <laughs> you guys are idiots. I just took my glasses no. off and put them down on the desk and you guys are all idiots. Shit got <laughs> real. It was, it was exactly shit got real. I'm like, oh, <laughs> you want to know what's funny? Didn't even realize I did that. Yeah, I just, didn't even realize. Like, so you pointed out, I'm like, oh my god, they're off. Um, thank you. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I, I agree with everything that you're saying about the, the, you know, the understanding about who Ellie is and why she won't leave Joel. Now, I, I, I do, I, I get it. I just don't agree with the execution of it, and specifically for okay. the, okay. the, the structure of the show. And I'm, I'm. This is for somebody of the game at the point. When Joel falls off his horse, it cuts to black, and then it cuts to Ellie hunting in, in the woods. And you're like, oh, is Joel actually dead here? Mm. I'm like, oh, wait a second. Okay. And then it plays out as Ellie for a little bit. In the in yeah. the show specifically, we get this, oh, past, they're, in, they're in a garage somewhere, and, and Pascal's, he, he, or Joel is breathing. I'm like, wait a second. We just left him in the last episode, and he was basically comatose, not making any noise, not doing anything. And then all of a sudden, we're back here, and he's talking, albeit in a very... Um, you know, a bad way. He is dying. I get that. But the, and I wonder about watching this in succession. If you watch the end of episode six, thinking he's dead, and then you you turn on seven, and the first scene is Joel breathing and talking. I'm like, wait a second. That's an extreme. I don't. I, I I just don't get the. I don't understand the connection of the two. The two episodes specifically, episode six to episode seven. I don't. I don't feel the. You know the cohesive nature to it. The, him being dead. Ellie begging and pleading for. Oh, you need. I can't do this on my own. Oh, you're alive. Okay. Uh, so uh, for me, the, the the episode started off right away with I don't like where this is going right away. So I think that's fair. So let's talk a little bit more about. Sure. So we get that scene with 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 Ellie and and she she she's going up the stairs and going out, and then we get like a major flashback to her in like Fedra school. Um, you know, we're getting hints that uh, she has a friend who's not there anymore, and this friend was the one who was protecting her. Um, she's getting picked on by people, and she meets up with this kind of like this captain of Fedra. And he lays out her future for her, blah, 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 blah. Um, how, Chris, how did you feel about the, the the Fedra school, learning a little bit more about where Ellie came from? Because from what we know with the, from the first episode where she's talking to Marlene and all that kind of stuff, we didn't get to see that aspect of it. How did you feel about the, the Fedra school stuff? I was interested in that because, uh, first of all, we hadn't seen it before, so I was appreciating the backstory. And also, I didn't know that Fedra had... Um, like electricity and certain things that the world previously had. I was under the impression the entire world has gone dark and we're living by candlelight and stuff. <laughs> I didn't know that there were portions that could exist as it did before. Kind of like what we saw in the little town in the previous episode. Right. But I just took that as an anomaly. Mm-hmm. Like they just cracked the code and they're good to go. I didn't know like <laughs> Fedra also had that. So that was cool to me. I, I like that aspect of it. I like seeing Ellie in her own environment. Although I, one of my biggest issues with the episode is it doesn't answer questions I had about okay. Ellie. I was expecting this episode to answer things, and it didn't for me. And one of those things were, where did Ellie actually come from? Hmm. I still don't know. All I know now is she was in some kind of Fedra training boarding school type thing. Hmm. But I did like these scenes and seeing her kind of in a different light because she was more like a kid here and she was more optimistic in a way, which I don't think she is right now, but she was, you know, I I like that you bring that up and I do acknowledge and, and also agree. I was a little surprised at the um, lack of some, some questions answered or other blanks being filled in. Cause I did think, and I'm pretty sure though we still are just in a different way. I think there's a little bit more we're supposed to get with her, just some articles I've read, mm-hmm. which now I'm curious, are we going to see more flashbacks throughout the next two, throughout the next episode? Which, is, it looks which, like, is, which is weird to think about, too. Which is weird to think about, but I wonder if, um, I mean, as they try to get to the end, they try to build up something more, but I won't spoil. We'll mm-hmm. talk later, um, which could be good. I'm not sure. Um, it depends. 
the thing I like this episode did too um, is that, and I think they needed to, and I think it worked for me, but I think they missed this opportunity earlier in the show. Um, I know a lot of people who are still confused, like, what's Fedra and what are mm-hmm. the fireflies? And this right. episode really lays it out well. But then it does something it brilliant, which is like the unsung thing, too, that made me really like this episode. The dual brainwashing mm-hmm. of Ellie. And now that was maybe not acting chemistry-wise. That was a compelling thing that really had me invest in them. Is One is like, Fedra is great, right? We have to do this, which is also directly a lot of what the officer said to Ellie, she's just spewing back out, right? Yeah. She doesn't know any better, right? And you got Riley, who on the other hand is countering that all. But when you hear about how they both recruit, Fedra is very stern. You know, you have to do this. You'll be an officer or you're a grunt, whatever. And it's the two ways of how you get young people into an organization. Riley talks about how Marlene, because you assume it's her, how Marlene does it. It's very much like that charismatic of like, oh, you're good at this stuff. Are you kind of upset? We'll give you whatever you want. We want you. You know what? Come with fireflies. Our door's always open for you. I'm not going to kill you. I'm not going to hurt you. I like you. You can be one of us. So there's like the charismatic way. And so that dynamic was interesting. And then I did feel it. I, I, I find tragedy sometimes. Or I do find tragedy sometimes, something that I've related to uh, personally is when a way of thinking or a certain organization, when it puts a strain on friendships or family, I've experienced that when it comes to politics, when it's coming to a lot of stuff, it's very unfortunate. Um, and that's not like a woe is me thing. I'm just, I'm just saying I've, I've personally experienced it. So to see these two friends actually start their relationship becoming fractured because of the world and choices they've made and also cards they've been dealt, you know, in Riley's case, she was going to be a grunt, you know, mm-hmm. she's not, she didn't get, she didn't go down the same path or maybe wasn't granted the same path as Ellie. And uh, she felt like she had no choice. So this friendship was ruined because of circumstance. And to me, that's always some of the most tragic way any sort of relationship can end. It's because of a way to think a way of thinking or an allegiance to something or a belief in something. Um, so that I found compelling as well. So I think they did some nice work really laying out the difference between Fedra and Fireflies, which I think they could have done earlier in the season. Hmm. I'm, I'm giving them the consolation prize and saying, glad you did this now. Uh, because I can see for people who didn't play the game being like, they kind of all look the same. They walk around in camo pants and have guns. <laughs> yeah. And then there were Kathleen's people who were different. You know, like I, mm-hmm. I could see people being like, what, what, you know, is this? So um, that's something I like that this episode did too. As, as messy structurally as it might have been, um, I did appreciate that. Emmett, I do agree with you. Like I said at the top, the choice to end episode six the way you did and open episode seven the way you did it's not a, not a clean choice, not a clean choice. Um, and sometimes I think I'm not giving them a huge pass for this. The whole TV director is always changing and stuff. I had that. I feel like, um, something that, that, you know, we see happens, but at least there wasn't a time jump, Chris, at least there (laughs) was that. one week later. (laughs) No, that was good. But also to add to your point, I love that you brought the dynamics of, you know, each of the brainwashing. But what I also like to add on to that is through the two kids, you actually don't know which side is good and which side is that's bad. The, yes, that's the cool part of it too. I, I really like that because even if you look at Ellie's side of it, they don't seem that bad. They no. seem like they're just kind of like policing in a way. Mm-hmm. But then when you hear Riley's side of it, you know, they don't sound like terrorists either, which is what yeah. one calls the other. So mm-hmm. I like that a lot. And also, until you I, see she has pipe bombs, then you're like, ooh. Well, yeah, then, 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 then <laughs> the you're like, uh, you made those in this mall. You made those. Oh, so you were going to bomb my homies, huh? <laughs> you were going to, but not bomb me. So that's cool. Can you imagine? It's like you two are like Zeddy and I. Like, I'm hanging out with Zeddy, and all of a sudden he's, he's got pipe bombs in the back. I'm like, oh, Zeddy, 
Well, oh, I thought we. <laughs> I, I don't know who Zed is. I know who Zedward Nigma is. Zedward Nigma. He's retired that already. I thought it was. He didn't like it as much as as much as we did. I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> Zedward Nigma, Zeddy. When you listen to this, go back to Zedward Nigma. Hashtag bring Zedward Nigma back. <laughs> Unless it makes you make pipe bombs, because if you create pipe bombs, we're out. Yeah, no. Um, if you make pipe bombs, don't do that. Please. Please, dear goodness. <laughs> okay, so we're, we get we get our, our inclusion of um, of Riley. She kind of breaks into Ellie's room and tells her um, one of the things I got right away without, and they kind of told us this. The the one uh, girl that picks on Ellie's like, "Oh, your friend's not here." So the, you already get this camaraderie that they're already feeling between Ellie and Riley, and um, you know you see Ellie in her room and the bed across from her is empty, um, and then. Uh, Riley comes in through the window and there's kind of this back and forth between the two and Riley's like, Oh, you're going to say no, but then you're going to say yes. Um, so like I, I, I started to feel a little bit of a, a building of their relationship here and they of an off screen relationship that there was a relationship before these two meet uh, in, mm-hmm. in Ellie's bedroom. Um, so the, the Riley says, what I'm going to take you for the best night of your life or something. I think mm-hmm. she says mm-hmm. um, and away they go. They kind of go for this little um, walk around um they find a dead guy and a bottle of uh, whiskey, I think, and uh, a little bag of pills, which is very reminiscent of the pills that Joel um, likes to sell. So all of a sudden, my, my wife and I were watching, like, where is this? I'm like, well, this is in Boston. This is in the QZ where they started the, um, you know, a lot of the second episode takes place. Um, and I told her, and I told her, well, like, there's a there's a baggie. So like that guy got the pills from from Joel probably, probably which Joel, was an yeah. in- interesting kind of thing. Um, so they got their they got their whiskey and they're going out for a town and they they get on the top of the roof after this is really weird to me the guy falls through the floor and then they just start laughing that was kind of a little bit of a, a, a weird forced humor thing to me um, this is so funny <laughs> yeah yeah just a little bit and again th- this is them trying I think they're the the creators the writers directors they're trying to show us their relationship and this is how they're doing that um, kids that are kind of wild are, though dude they that love- they are kids. You're they, right, Nico. They that's love exactly right. They love, you used to work at a day camp yep. with thirteen-year-olds. Man, those kids, <laughs> those kids found a lot of misfortune funny. Uh, yep. <laughs> I agree concerning. with you, and that's what they're trying to do. That's, they're showing yeah. us that they're, they're that they're kids. I think. Um, exactly. So they're getting out. They're on top of the roof here, and they're having a little bit of conversation. And they talk about Riley mentions all oh, the mall, like it's it's abandoned, and there's power still to it. Um, and they get to the mall, and it's uh, I don't. This is this was a tough one for me to try and break down into sections because once they hit the mall, it's, and yeah. once it, it's just one big long section here, guys. Mm-hmm. So let's just talk about the mall. I think we, I yeah. think you know the stuff, them getting to the mall. Not a lot happens there, but then once we get to the mall, there's a whole bunch of stuff happens. We get to see, um, you know, we get to see them on a carousel. We get to see them in the photo booth. We get to see them in the a wicked arcade, and we get to see them in the. Uh, um, eventually, uh, towards the end, they get to see them in a, a costume shop. Um, so, in these all little events that they're going through in this mall, how do we feel about the the mall section of the of this episode? I thought it was fun. Um, it was cute to see the rounds, and you know, once again from the game. But um, it was like a cool seeing it. I think it was different than playing the game. It was a cool little like nostalgia trip because you know we. I feel like we. If you, if you know the world went to crap um, mm-hmm. and I was able to go into a mall or go into like a comic shop or some place that I love, right, it would be cool to see everything and hang out there. And also, too, like I, I keep forgetting every time I play or think of The Last of Us, I forget like characters like Ellie were – they were born when the world right. was mm-hmm. gone so like they don't even know what a mall is. They don't even know they've never been on an airplane. Like they don't know what an i like they in this world the iPhone wasn't invented yet. So like mm-hmm. this is like a holy grail for them. And um, I liked seeing Ellie's. I like seeing Ellie be in awe of it all. And there's something about mm-hmm. seeing it in Bella Ramsey's performance in live action, which was so endearing. And playing like the Mortal Kombat game, right? It was it was cool just yeah. to see that stuff in live action for me. Um, it also like made me think too, like I, I think I was, I don't know if kids hang out at malls anymore. Um, but I know I did for a lot of my, you know, like middle school life. 
So it was mm-hmm. kind of fun to see them. We didn't hang out in the mall the same way they were. But, um, and my mall didn't look like this, but it was, uh, it just made me kind of, it made me feel nostalgic too. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's, that's how I feel about everything at the mall up until the craziness, Chris, but we'll get to that. <laughs> Chris, I really like the aesthetic of the mall, the, yeah. the carousel scene, yeah. uh, the, the, the arcade looked really wicked with the colors. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, obviously some of the masks and costumes that you see in the costume shop, what do you think about the, the mall stuff? As a former mall rat myself, I also appreciated <laughs> the nostalgia. I was going to um, ask if you guys too, yeah. Yeah, I spent too many of my teenage years in a mall or malls, just roaming around and, and doing whatever. But um, I like the aesthetic of the mall. I thought it looked really cool for a abandoned mall, really. Mm-hmm. And I like the neon and stuff because it, it didn't look like a modern mall even. Like even what malls used to look like at the time the world would have went to shit, mm. malls still didn't look like that. That looked more like a, a early '90s mall to me, which right. was even more nostalgic. Especially when he got got to the arcade and they're playing Mortal Kombat Two. Two, yeah. yeah. And I think it was 2003 when the world goes to nothing, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. I think we were ready on Mortal Kombat Six or something. So yeah. it was just kind of fun to see that. Um, mm-hmm. And I just really liked the way that they showcase all like the stores were in the background, and you could pick them out like this is real, that's real. And right. the way they looked, you know, some of them were rated, some of them weren't. And there's yeah. even an explanation yes. for that. That was fun. Yeah, you don't you don't need shoes, you don't need soap, you need shoes or something. I think they said right. I thought that yeah. was a great thing. <laughs> yeah. So I really liked the mall itself, the way it looked mm-hmm. and, and everything that was cool. And then we get kind of the the threat of infected. Uh, the girls are having fun and laughing, and um, it quickly pans. I think they're in the the arcade at this point. Yeah. And it kind of pans to the right, and we see that you know what, girls, you're not allowed to have fun because there's there's a, a there's a mushroom zombie or just or just around the corner they're coming to get you. I believe it was right after we saw the first fatality when they were playing, which I think might have been an indicator. <laughs> yeah. Hey, something's about to happen. <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, okay, so then there's, and we kind of talked about it here with Riley and her pipe bomb. So Ellie thinks that it's just the two of them kind of kind of going to have a, t- a good time. And maybe we can talk about the relationship a little bit more. Sure. You know, Ellie has feelings for Riley. I think mm-hmm. it's fairly clear out the gate. We see how quiet and awkward Ellie is, specifically in that moment when they go to a Victoria's Secret window, I think. Um, and they're kind of joking about it. And, you know, much like you do, you make a joke and then your friend makes a joke. But then that joke your friend made upsets you in a certain way. Um, yeah. You know, and, and, and you know, afterwards, uh, Riley goes walking away and Ellie's like fixing her hair like, oh, wait, I'm I'm beautiful. I'm good looking. And my friend here is making fun of me. So it's like, oh, OK, they're starting to get the, the they're starting to plant these seeds of the relationship between the two of them. Um, and Ellie thinks they're going out for a night for the two of them. They do she doesn't think that Riley has this ulterior motive, but then we find out that Riley does. And she finds these pipe bombs and we find out that Riley is recruited by Marlene and Riley wants Ellie to go with her, but they won't let Ellie go with her and blah, 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 blah. So how are we feeling about the, at this point where the fight happens, where Ellie storms off um, and starts to walk away because she's pissed off that, you know, Riley basically lied to her in a certain way. How are we feeling about uh, the relationship up until that point? Chris, give me those thoughts, boy. <laughs> uh, I unfortunately, because I didn't buy their relation, their relationship, this didn't hit for me. Um, I didn't care that Riley was leaving, and I didn't understand why Ellie really cared either. It just was, it kind of went over my head because I, someone, um, our friend of the show, grabs granite. He made the point that some of these things, if unless you play the game, they don't work for you because you don't spend as much time. Sure. In, in the game it, when you're watching it because i assume in the game you're working alongside riley and trying to um i guess protect riley is that how it works in the game yeah there's a lot more infected and yeah they're kind a... of doing their thing at the mall and they get attacked and there's a lot of running a lot more so, running <laughs> okay so you spend time with riley protecting her and whatnot so you likely have an automatic attachment to her Whereas this relied much more on the chemistry between the two actresses, which, as we've said, is not there for us. Not It's not as strong as it, we would like, no. Right. So when that fight, I was like, okay, is this it? See you later. Where is the, where's the infected at this point? I, w- I was waiting for the action part to kick in because I was done with what I was seeing. 
because I didn't buy the relationship from the start, which again, I expected so much from Storm Reed. Even yeah. that Victoria's Secret window scene, it comes off more awkward than anything to me because it's it just weird coming from her with no chemistry there. So Chris said yeah. that um, the, the, about Grab's comment about if you played the game, you get to spore, spend more time with them. Nico, are you feeling that way because you played Left Behind? Yeah, are you feeling the connection between the two of them before the before the episode even airs? And then as you're watching it go along with the you know the photo booth where there's the awkwardness between them mm-hmm. and then the merry-go-round and then the 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 arcade and stuff are you starting are you feeling personally the relationship building like you did feel it in the game so in a different way yes so but i'll also admit to the bias that i had at the top right so i already felt it going in and i think you know even though i didn't think storm reed i didn't think storm reed's performance was bad i just no. think it was it was more like, like passable and serviceable mm-hmm. and and in my opinion, like the Bella Ramsey's doing what I could argue could be an Emmy nominated, you know, performance mm-hmm. here. Um, the thing I liked about this build of the relationships, relationships, like I said, I, I, I did feel some personal feeling in watching, you know, two friends start losing a relationship over their ideals and, and different situations they're in, which was, you know, it hit kind of close to home. But the other thing that I felt and I have to credit a friend of mine, Zach. We had this conversation after the episode. Um, and he kind of I don't necessarily like I, I, I don't I'm not gonna say one hundred percent I I choose this take or a different one, but it during the episode it's it's funny how they built the fact that Ellie has feelings, right? She's mm. very sensitive to things Riley's even it's very sensitive things Riley's doing. The biggest mm-hmm. tell too is we're like, okay, she she likes Riley. She's doing her stuff, but then she's also trying to keep a guard up because when they're in the photo booth and Riley's laying on her, Ellie at one point is like, yeah. okay, get off, because mm-hmm. you know she's like, okay, wait, I don't know if you feel this way, it's going to start triggering me, right? right? And I also dialed up some of the frustration of Ellie. And the fight, because at first I'm like, I don't think we need this fight. And then I thought back about it and I'm like, it could be the the feelings of, you know, I'm loved and attracted to this friend and I know she's not of me. And now she's mm-hmm. leaving too and I'm getting angry. And I know when they kiss eventually, you know, Riley tells her to not be sorry, right? Don't be sorry. Sorry about what? When she, yeah, right. Yeah. She yeah. said, sorry about what? Because mm-hmm. I also think Riley's still going to leave. Mm-hmm. I also think Riley's still going to leave. And I think I built, I, I've, you know, I'll admit it. I've liked a friend who hasn't liked me back, you know, it's oh, yeah. frustrating and stuff too. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I, I feel like I felt part of that and how sometimes, and I've also been on the other side of it. I've been on, you know, Riley's side to where you, you don't, you kind of know it too but you want to preserve the friendship. So you try to give some things and not all. So I actually, when the, when the front, when the, when the Fedra firefly stuff, when that was all dealt with, and then when they were dancing in the masks at the end, I'm like, okay, Mm -hmm. there's another layer of, of Ellie's frustration here. And I think another layer of guilt on Riley's part. And um, it could be that they were on the same page. Right. I, I, and I would subscribe to both, but that other idea um, that I, you know, shared, I find kind of relatable when there's the whole, not the same page thing is, is compelling in its own right, because we're, we're, and, and there's an age difference, right. And there's Mm -hmm. a, there's a decent age difference between them two. So Ali's more naive, more innocent, more, you know, um, easier to fall. And Riley has Mm -hmm. more years under her belt and, and kind of is trying to understand this world in a different way. So, uh, that that was a really complex layer for me. That I think there's a lot of ways to look at it, which makes it all the more interesting. One of the things I appreciated about it is the way that Ellie fights for the people that she cares about. Yeah, um, you know, she's she's upset about Riley leaving because she cares so much um, about Riley. And then on the opposite side, we see her fighting for her at the end of the episode six, where she's like begging Joel to, you know, come back. And then during the start and the end of the episode, she she is fighting for people she cares about um so I, again i appreciate the idea of the 
of the the ideas that they're giving us and showing us. It was just the mm -hmm. execution and not building it for me. So the Ellie kind of storms off, uh, stormy off, storms <laughs> off, um, and she's crying and upset. And then she, you know, thinks to herself, you know, what am I doing? I got to go back. Can't just leave her. I would. I'm not going to leave. She may be leaving me, but I'm not going to um, leave her. So she goes back and she hears like screams and it's like, oh boy, here it's getting attacked already. And then we just find out that. Um, that Riley's in, um, you know, costume Halloween store or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I do want to mention the music um, that we've got in this episode. You know, we get the ahas when they're going down the escalator, which was a very funny moment uh, at the start. And we get a Pearl Jam song when Ellie's running around the gym with her headphones. Last of Us um, loves Pearl then, Jam, man. Wait till, uh, yeah. <laughs> wait till part two, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Big Pearl Jam yeah. franchise. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, they kind of have their the real connection moment as we're talking about with the their kiss the, the kissing scene and they're kind of an awkward little dance um scene when they're wearing their masks and there's a song playing um and then that infected shows up that we that uh, came before and you know kind of a standard kind of what you think is going to happen basically happens and you yeah. know the this is again one of my Again, and my second biggest issue with the the series, and something that all the way goes back to the first episode, and why I was excited for this series on the whole, is I was excited about change. I was excited what they were going to do with something that I knew was coming, and then alter it somehow with the test death, with the Bill and Bill stuff. Um, you know, the Sam and Henry stuff basically played out a, a, a lot, a lot of the same, but it was just done and done in such a. a, a a perfect way for me that I loved it. Um, as for the stuff with, you know, the infected coming and the bites, like the bites are basically on the exact same spots. It's yeah. revealed basically the exact same kind of way. Although I think Riley's sitting down in the game instead of standing up. And then we get a kind of a weird little cut. I think it was cut with the, with the Ellie and Joel stuff at this point. I can't remember correctly if that's what it is. And then it cuts back to Ellie freaking out. She's smashing counters and having mm -hmm. her freak out. Um, and then they kind of have this sit down where, where Riley explains the options about what to do. You know, we, we, we kill ourselves and go out in poetic, um, or we, we, we fight and we stay together. Um, so be right. I want to end it right there before we get to what actually happens. Um, but how are we feeling about the infected and a little bit of a tussle here? Um, and Ellie, you know, stabbing and the fight and how are we feeling about the, the, the infected scene here? So I, I really like how they're using Infected on this show. When they bring them out, there's real stakes. And I know in the game there's way, way more. I think it's a smart choice to scale it back for the show because sure. then you start getting unbelievable or oversaturated where her and Riley are taking down 30 of them and then they get bit. Right. So I'm glad it was one, right? I'm glad. And there's there's such there's so much tragedy and simplicity sometimes. It was one Infected, one night, one mistake, one bite. And if not for Ellie's blood, two kids are dead, right? So I, I like that it was one and it was formidable. I like how the show is not using them every episode. They use mm -hmm. a couple and show you how tough they are. Then when they use a giant horde like they do in episode five, it shows you they're kind of unbeatable. So I like yeah. it. It's not like at times there would be an episode of The Walking Dead where there's three people and they're just cutting like 25 <laughs> of them and they're clearing out whole rooms. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yeah. no, I like that when there's a horde, you're going to lose. Right? right. And when there's one and there's two young girls, it's hard. Right. Or even yep. when there were two with Joel, Tess and Ellie, it was two clickers in them. Tess mm -hmm. died. Right. So I, I like the stakes they get with them. I like I, I really like the scene in live action of watching them react to their bites. Mm -hmm. Ramsey brings a little bit more fire and anger. The screaming, no, mm -hmm. I did really like when it cuts back and she has the bat and she's smashing stuff. I like that too. Yeah. There's real anger in it. Knowing man, there was this perfect night. Riley was going to leave me. I came back. Yeah. Now we're both going to die. Right. It's, it's real. Yeah. Um, and then I, and I do, like I said, I love it in the game, but I love it in the in the show. Think a little bit more because then we see what Ellie does and how mm -hmm. what Riley's sentiment, Riley's belief there, um, is is what motivates Ellie and keeps Ellie going. So, so I did love one. I love it being brought alive from the game, but I love how they try to use it thematically um, for this episode and for the show as a whole. So I thought it was. I thought it was great. My waterworks were going, but my waterworks were going before the episode started. I was crying. So uh, it didn't, it didn't take much to move me here, but I'm curious about your guys' thoughts. 
Chris, what do you think about the infected and you know, <laughs> the emotion of, of Ellie, which I, I liked. I liked seeing the emotion from Ellie. And then obviously on uh, Riley's on the other side, she's, you know, maybe she had her freak out and we didn't see it, but she's at the point where she's accepted it and she's calm and cool and collected. How, how'd, you, how'd, you, how'd you feel about that scene? I'm, you know, I have a, I go either way with this one. Because on mm-hmm. one hand, I said this on Twitter too, but when you're watching something that's like a prequel, when you already know the outcome, they have to give you something to hook you so that you're interested in seeing it get to that, you know, that predetermined outcome. Mm-hmm. When you watch this scene, we already knew Riley's on the way out. She mm-hmm. punched her card as soon as she jumped through the window at the start of the episode. She was done. Right. Ellie, we know, continues on. Mm-hmm. So for me, I didn't see any stakes in the attack from the infected. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't compelled enough to care again, um, especially like we, we you said it, it earlier. I mean, you're okay with people dying every episode. I am too. That doesn't yeah. bother me. Just give mm-hmm. me something to care about. And yep. this goes back to that. I didn't care about Riley. And I know I keep saying that, but it, it just, that's kind of how I felt about it. Mm-hmm. Now I do think the, um, the quick fight was cool. Mm-hmm. I think it was awesome that Ellie's the one who killed it and the way she does it. Yeah. That kind of running stab move was badass. Yeah, that's like a video game move, like right. you're running and then oh, press square or something. Yeah. Right? It's like one of those quick time events that they said. Exactly. That was cool. And yeah. I like seeing her freak out afterward with the bat. That was cool. But mm-hmm. I kind of would have preferred if it was a bigger action set piece at this point. Okay. Because the emotion just wasn't working, so give me something that would work. And Infected works for me. I like seeing them. <laughs> He likes chaos. Well, once again, embrace the chaos. Let me ask you guys a real quick question about this. And then Emmett, you can let me know your thoughts. Do you think this episode, of course, in the game, it's DLC. There's no placement, Mm -hmm. right? So the show picked placement. Do you think if this episode happened earlier, it's better? Like maybe after test dies, we see this. Mm, That'd be interesting. Right. Yeah. Instead of, yeah. Because, hmm. I hadn't thought about it. Because then it gives us context of the bite then. You know, mm-hmm. um, instead of, you know, waiting to right before the penultimate to, to mm. could be that's that that's something I wondered as much as I like it. I have wondered where else would this have been a little better? And I'm not going to lie to you. I mm. think that this like epi- like the third episode might have been a um, might have been a, a, a maybe a better choice. Even at the end of the Bill and Frank one, too, when they're kind of driving off in the truck, I think that might have been interesting. And that's my biggest feeling about it, because the way of episode six ended with the shock Mm -hmm. of Joel. Oh, my God, Joel's dead. And then showing us Joel and then, oh, no, let's go to somebody else and and, and show them. It just didn't work for me all the way around. So, okay, so then the death scene or lack of a death scene. And that's my third biggest issue with the left behind. What What did happen? Again, I don't need to be shown. But if you're, they're trying to sell us on something. Like, did did Ellie have to kill Riley? I think that would have been an emotional add to mm-hmm. the to the episode. That would have worked. Ellie, for me. if if, if and we and we kind of already saw that with Ellie waiting for Sam, which is even more weird when you think about it. Ellie, yes, Ellie tried to save Sam, but she knew what was going to happen if it didn't work, mm-hmm. or or did she? We we don't know, but we assume that they hung around. And eventually Riley turned and then maybe some of the fireflies came in or like Marlene came in and something. But Ellie knew what was going to happen. So I think for me, having and it's my same issue with the game. I, I, I think it's the same issue with the game is the same issue with the TV show is I needed to see what what was happened. I need to see Ellie do something she didn't want to do. Mm. Like Henry had to do something he didn't want to do. He had to kill Sam knowing that if he didn't, Sam was going to rip Ellie to shreds. I think that, Ellie needed to kill or, or or do something or leave or lock her in a room somewhere. Mm-hmm. And, you know, seeing Ellie crying as she's walking away, leaving her best friend, the girl that she loves and who had just who they had just kissed and decided that they were going to stay together. And now she's now she's leaving Riley, I think would have been a really interesting idea. She's the one leaving, even though Riley was 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 the one who was going to leave initially. What do you guys think? That's you what know, I was looking for. Yeah, I I agree with the the thing about the thing about the the game that where I have a little bit of an opposite take is it ends and I go, oh my gosh, she has to kill Riley. Sometimes when you don't mm-hmm. see it and you just know it hurts, but then there's other times where you want to see it. I was assuming 
the show is going to show it. And I won't lie there to you. you. My only big, the only really hmm, head tilt I had in the episode, besides the way it opened, I was like, hmm. I had head tilt at the beginning and the end. When it ends that way and I said, oh, they didn't, I really thought they were going to show us. Mm-hmm. Now, part of me thinks seeing that the, this isn't a spoiler seeing the previews for next episode mm-hmm. knowing what's going on in the game at this point as we see in the in the previews it appears to be a lot of ellie just ellie again and mm. ellie in the middle of some shit mm-hmm. i wonder if they're gonna splice in some more from post left behind stuff that we haven't even seen in the game I don't right. know, but I agree with you. I was looking for it because they've expanded so many things on the show already, right? From the game that exactly. I was looking like, yeah. I'm like, oh, on the show, we're going to watch either she kills Riley or she can't do it and tries to run away. And it's Marlene who shows up, has mm-hmm. to take out Riley. And it's this big thing. Um, I'm, I'm going to make a bold prediction. We're seeing it next week. Bold prediction. We're seeing it. We're seeing it next week. We're seeing it next week. We're seeing it next week. I don't know. Well, I, I can say, I can say why, but it would be a spoiler. So I bet I'll text you later. Um, Chris, what I do you think you about the, the non the non death scene? What do you think? That was kind of the icing on the cake for the things I did not like about this episode. Right. I, because I really, like I said, I had questions going into this, and I thought I was going to answer them. So watching it, one of the questions I had was, what happened at the mall that really turned to Ellie? Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> did, you know, her friend got bit, but like you said, did she kill her? Did Marlene have to kill her? Did she just run away and she ran into the arms of Marlene? What mm-hmm. happened? Because mm-hmm. as it stands, this could have been an encounter with anybody and it you would have had the same kind of result, I think, with it. Um, and I don't like that I have to use headcanon to figure out what happened here because in my headcanon, they mm-hmm. just stayed through the night. Marlene came to, you know, get Riley so she goes to Atlanta. Sees, oh, right. you're bit, bullet to the head, we're done. Hmm. She's about to shoot Ellie, and oh, wait a minute, you're not showing any symptoms. That's right. how we get her chained to the radiator. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, mm-hmm. I don't like that I had to make headcanon for this. I feel like we should have been shown. And it's odd that they've been fine shooting kids, setting them on fire up until this mm-hmm. point. Yeah. Like, why, what was special about this one? Just because it doesn't happen in the game or what? Yeah, that, that and that's what's odd to me is how so close to the game this episode is when they've taken so many liberties up until this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I'm talking about talking out of both sides of my mouth where I don't I didn't need to see this episode for me because I didn't need to see more of Ellie and why she is the way she is. But also on the other hand, I did need to see why Ellie was is the way she is be- yeah, because you're yeah. showing it to us. Cause you're sitting there and, and, and you're, you're telling us that these people are connected in a very strong way. And then what happens to them? Why, mm-hmm. what else is it to Ellie? Like what? Cause Riley doesn't die. We don't see Riley die. <laughs> so what is, what is it in our heads? That Ellie is upset about. For all <laughs> Again, we know, head cannon. All, for all we know, right. aside from what Ellie has already told us about Riley, the small bits, Riley ran away and she's fine. She's still alive and she's out there somewhere. Or Marlene might have just put her in a closet and said, "Ellie, look the other way." Exactly. So I, I understand the the ambiguity of it and the show don't tell sometimes and, and all that kind of stuff. But for me, again, I didn't like it in the game and I did not like it in the show. Which is consistent, though, which I which I think is 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 totally valid, right? Um, and I think that is once again the the risk that they always take in some of the game stuff is trying mm-hmm. to do it directly. Is okay sure. if this didn't work for you in the game, it's it's not gonna it's it's not gonna work for you um, in live action, and that's why I am I am very excited for the finale, but I'm also very excited for when we get season two eventually because I think mm-hmm. that that like what 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 you're saying is is that idea was applied to way more of that whole game than just parts mm-hmm. of the first one. So um, I think that's really, really valid. And I, and I do hope 
I, I think for, for this audience's sake, I, I, I do hope that we get a little bit more in the next one um, or maybe even in the, in the finale to, 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 you know, just continue to build stakes for Ellie and Joel going into the, mm-hmm. going into the end of the season and the events that, you know, the gamers know that happen. Um, so I think that's fair all around. I did this episode ended though. And it's funny. And I said, this will be some people's favorite and it will be some people's least I, favorite. I thought exactly the same thing. I most most of all the episodes so far, I'm like, mm-hmm. this is going to absolutely be some people's favorite. And it's gonna be some people are gonna be like, We well, didn't need this, I hated it, blah blah blah. Yeah. And a whole bunch in between. <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys think about the idea that they, they did this type of type of this is the third time they've done this type of episode in this season already? The Bill and Frank episode the Sam and Henry episode and now an Ellie and, and Riley episode. What do you guys think about that? The structure of it, aside from, like you said, Chris, you and I both think they didn't need this episode. Do you think that plays into the idea that they've also done this type of episode two times before this? Um, Getting us well, to care about characters in, in each episode. And, and I've praised the show for doing this. They give you so much of a character in the one episode you do care about them, and sure. it worked the other two times, but something about this just didn't work. I don't think it's a case of them doing it too many times, though. I, I don't think it's that. I just think, for me, something about this didn't click. And and maybe it's the thing where you had to play the game to get this part. Or maybe it's Storm Reed, who doesn't... She's not that emotional anchor that you got with Bill and Frank or... Sam and Henry, you know, even for a kid, that kid who played Sam was awesome. Yeah, you great. know, that scene is heartbreaking with the etch a sketch thing, whatever that was. Mm-hmm. Yep. And he's he's a kid. With this, it just didn't click. So I no, I don't think it's too many times. I just think I hate to put it this way because I haven't played the game, so I don't know. But mm-hmm. if the deal, if this was DLC for the game and it was treated as an afterthought. Mm-hmm. I really think that's how it comes across in the show. And I agree with you guys that maybe it would have played better early on. I think that, that was probably the way to do it. I think it's a good take about the whole way it was DLC thing. Emmett, um, my thought on it is actually, I think, I do think because it's the third time they've done something like this, and I will say as much as I liked the episode, of the three times they did this, mm-hmm. it's the, if I had to rank them, it is the weakest of the three times they did it. Yeah, it is, is it because the other two are just so good? I think it's because the other two are so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's a combination of the other two are so good. And even though, mm-hmm. like, like I said, I love this episode, mm-hmm. I will put Sam and Henry and I will put Bill and Frank above it still. Mm-hmm. I also think, too, I'm going to add that into, it was the third time they did it. It was the weakest time they did it. And... The way they used it, like I said, worked for me, did not work for some. And mm-hmm. just the placement again and, and and the whole idea of Joel's dead, now he's alive, mm-hmm. and now we're now we're stalled. I think it would have been better if you don't open with you just open with Ellie running at Fedra school and you yeah. come back yep. at the end. Right. Yep. So I don't know why that 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 cold open um was needed like i said it ended up working for me but i will agree that some execution in here and some of the swings they try to take aren't necessarily the cleanest it's not the mm-hmm. cleanest episode and it's not the cleanest transition from episode six to seven either so mm-hmm. i think it's a perfect storm of a few of those things but but i will say yes i to to answer the question you set up i think it's the third time they did it and it was unfortunately the the weakest of the three Hmm. Well, guys, we got two episodes left, which is crazy to think. Uh, we got the penultimate and then the season finale, and it's kind of cool if you if you've watched the the previews for next week, we get a a familiar voice slash familiar face in the episode, uh, which is kind of cool. Troy Baker is in the episode. Um, then oh, we get into, yeah, we get a it's it's it really starts to get really interesting, and you know, for me. Uh, I would agree with Chris that this is my least favorite. And then we, you and all of us kind of had small little nitpicks about episode six as well. So that's mm-hmm. two in a row for more than uh, two thirds of, of us talking right now. So it's interesting. Uh, we're getting into the, the, the home stretch of the, of the season 
um, and things are starting to, to we're, we're starting to find some different things in it. So it's going to be interesting going into the, the final two episodes to see what we are going to get and how they are going to tell the story. Because, like I said, the first half of the season, they um, stayed pretty true to the game. And with episode uh, six and episode seven, there were some changes um some subtle changes in six but or not, not subtle changes in six but more or less um the same of what kind of happens and then episode seven is basically the exactly the same so are we going to get big changes for for eight and nine or are we going to get more of the same from what well, is expected so it's going to be very interesting well what i'll say Emmett, and i'm and i'm not going to speak for the both of us here uh, cause I didn't know you weren't as big and left behind as I am. So maybe when I reference the game, I'll speak for just me. No, I'm kidding. Um, but to, uh, put your glasses uh, back on. But, um, but I always loved you, brother. But I will say to, to, to kind of, um, hype Chris back up and maybe some of the other listeners and people who mm-hmm. haven't played the game. Um, if you're looking for a shot in the arm, you're getting it next week. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I think you're getting it with the next two. So I would say, Emmett, if, if I'm going to predict here, if I'm a predicting man, if I'm a speculator, which I am. You are. We are. <laughs> we are in this podcast. Case, right? Right. Um, I would say we've seen some changes and adjustments in six and seven, because I do think these were the, like those, those, transition placement episode you had to get to set up for let's say these last two i think the the way six and seven might have faltered for for us in the audience uh i think eight and nine are gonna shoot us right back up in my opinion we have any other thoughts about this episode uh, we want to get to before we get in here yeah no uh, we're seeing one familiar voice face next week in troy baker og joel Mm. the the actor plays joel in the video game I guess we're not getting that other one. Well, I guess it, next week. You can't say it. It in the trailer. Week. Yeah, in the trailer for the season, both uh, Troy Baker and uh, Ashley Johnson are in in the. Oh, that's in, cool. Which in, I in missed, dude. I missed. I just was showing uh, Ashley, the Ashley Johnson, Johnson the very part. quick one. I thought I, I it was a Troy secret. Baker was in the. Yeah, I, I thought it was a secret. Okay, so now, so I could say this. I thought Ashley Johnson was this week. I, th- I, thought I expected that too because in in the trailer it's not a thing, Chris. You didn't see it, but it, it's okay at this point. We see her giving birth to a baby of some kind. Well, not of self, some kind, giving birth to a baby. So yeah, I think we can all. Yeah, it, exactly. That's what I think. Oh. That's what I assumed. And I think Nico, you mentioned this last week. You kind of teased it that you know, well, this is the perfect spot. Let's 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 follow Ellie all the way from birth. You know why not? So it, it's going to be interesting um, how how we're doing it for sure. How, how they're going to bring Ashley in and, and Troy in it as well. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see him be a, a good or a bad guy. I'm not. It's really why sure. I think we're going to get more Ellie stuff because if they're right. if they're going to hold this, I'm thinking, and we'll text later because I don't want to, I don't want to speculate and spoil for Chris because it will be. I'm starting to think like where would they. Sh- where would they put this now? What would be the context uh, of showing Ellie's birth? Exactly. If it's Ellie, like, maybe it's not. If it's, yeah. But also so poetic if Ashley Johnson is Ellie's mom. I think that's well, so, <laughs> so fun. <laughs> freaking beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a shame we didn't get Troy Baker as like Joel's dad in some flashback. Like, yeah, I why wanted to hear so, the accent. Why are you I such wanted... a prissy? Why are you yeah. such a prissy? Joel and Tommy, stop horsing around. Right? Yeah. Is his dad in the <laughs> game? Funny. No, no. Oh. no, no, no <laughs> it just no. would have been funny to hear Troy Baker have the voice. Cause... Well, the stuff with Ellie's ma and Ellie's alleged birth isn't either. So that, so oh, that's okay. new. Which, which is why I'm so excited for it. I'm like, it's new. So uh, yeah. I have an idea how they might use it on it, but I, I have to save that for cool. private matters because Mr. Evans here. <laughs> I cannot see All right. Uh, that's our thoughts on episode seven, Left Behind. Before we get on air to here, Nico, hit us up with what uh, you got going on. Yeah, you can follow me everywhere at Nico Caruso. Uh, Twitter is the best place to reach me. All the other podcasts I do there, The Vigilante 1939, which is how I met these wonderful lads. I do some other ones as well. Got a bunch of episodes of all that stuff. Just go to my Twitter. You'll see all. And then I do some film stuff on TikTok at Nico Knows Film, reviewing some films. Uh this episode drops today, um, so so I'll be seeing Creed three tonight. I'm gonna try to have a review up Friday morning, and then the Oscars are in a week from Sunday. So you'll see me talk about those a lot. A lot of Oscars content next week for me on TikTok. So if you like this stuff, if you like movies, 
uh, Twitter and TikTok at Nico Crusoe at Nico Knows Film. And guys, as always, it's a pleasure. I'm sad there's only two more. Yeah, I'm sad there's only two more. It's almost done. <laughs> it's, it, 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 it hurts. It hurts. Chris, what do you got going on? Uh, follow everything Nico's doing, especially his Oscar stuff. I guarantee you it's going to be fun. Um, you guys yeah. can follow me Thank on you, Twitter at ThatChris70. But as always, I prefer you guys follow the show at G of the Geeks. If you guys like the banter that we have, we do have a something like a show on Sundays. Emma's better with plugging <laughs> that, but he'll take over. Uh, Chris, a perfect explanation of us. Some kind of like show. <laughs> it's you something. It's something. And it, it's 9 o'clock Eastern on Sundays. Yeah, that's right. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Davis 7 Gathering of the Geeks is available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Just search Gathering of the Geeks and you will find us. Thanks so much for listening, guys, and we will check you next week. So for Nico and Chris and I'm Emmett, endure and survive. And listen. And don't give up. Mm-hmm.